Welcome to the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast, where we explore popular practices, songs, and ideas in the modern church world in the light of Sola Scriptura and Toto Scriptura. I'm Cody Fields, the president of the Noseminster family of guitar effects. You can check us out at westminstereffects.com. Make sure you join in the discussion in the Westminster Effects Doxology Podcast Lounge on Facebook. We do not have one Bradley Cox from Green, uh, well, Res Church in Greer, South Carolina. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Uh, we've already, we've already talked about how it's been a long day. Yeah, it's it's comfortable to know that even we can screw up Bradley's intro, so we can, oh. uh, we, can <laughs> we, True. we can derail him without him even being here. True. So uh, so Bradley, who still has not come up with a, a grand introduction for himself, uh, is not with us. Uh, but joining me via the internet is, as always, or as usual, hello world. Yeah, as usual, this is John Ross, Westminster Effects artist, Augsburgian Christian, and. Uh, yeah, dad with a noisy daughter in the background from Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> what well, are any of my dogs in here with me? I don't know. Your fur babies? Yeah, uh, no, we don't call them that. That's creepy. Um, the tiny one might be <laughs> under my workbench, but I'm not gonna bend over and see if he's there. But uh, but we are now what a just over eight days removed. Just over yeah from Nam. Uh, yeah, because we flew out a week ago Monday yeah. is when we got back. Yeah. yeah. So at six AM out of LA. So that was an adventure. <laughs> that was quite the adventure. <laughs> I wanna be a rock star. I mean we, we landed within what, an hour, hour and a half of each other at LAX and then yeah. and then yeah, proceeded to uh, you know rent the car. Hit the venue, drop off the stuff. Um, but I mean, this was your first big Nam. This was my second Nam, so I guess technically I'm a veteran now, right? That's how that works. Um, what were, well, I think. What were your? I was, I was gonna go say. What, <laughs> um, did uh, did you end up getting getting Nam Thrax at all? I did not. Or were you sufficiently? Congratulations, yes. man! Did you get the Nam Thrax? That's all? fantastic. I just a little congestion, but you know that's that's normal. We've got dry winters here in Nebraska. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So my know, who knows my my entire strategy this year because I did get the Nam Thrax last year, uh, even though I had a flu shot, I tested positive for flu because it was probably some goofy. European strain or something like that, you know. So you were H one N one positive. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this year, I I took Zycam the entire week <laughs> to try and preempt. Well, this. and you comp- and you and you complained about it every time because you took it's it too. awful. Because it is a terrible <laughs> experience. However, it may have kept me from getting sick. Because uh, I know our friend Brian Nutter, the uh, owner of Nutter Guitars. Oh, did he? He he got the Nam Thrax. Um, I also well, I also so did uh, so did Heading Polly from uh, HP Forty Two YouTube channel. He uh, he was down and out for a while too. Yeah. So and and I also basically bathed in hand sanitizer. So uh, yeah, that kind of yeah, helped. Did. That kind of helped. Um, so no Nam Thrax, you had a little congestion. So on the health front, we're pretty much, we're pretty much good to go, I guess. 
um, and have oh, been. Oh yeah, I mean we 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 effectively survived uh, probably tens of thousands of grody, dirty musicians and handshakes uh, oh, yeah. over the course. Some of, of them who smell you know, worse and than others. And... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so this being your first Nam, uh, give us your your initial reactions that you had to things like the scale of it, the noise of yeah. it, <laughs> uh, yeah, et cetera. So as Cody, as you alluded to uh, a moment ago, I mean, so I was at Summer Nam uh, with you this past uh, uh, summer, uh, as it were, in, in Nashville, and I hope to return uh, this, uh, this coming summer. Um, my uh, little girl just handed me her pants none of that happened and uh, actually i may have passed cody his pants once uh but I, anyways um let's see so uh maybe maybe that maybe i was dreaming uh let's see we, we so, might need to have a talk after this <laughs> <laughs> An intervention, if you will. Um, so this was not only my first time at Big Nam, Winter Nam. This was my first time in Southern California. Yeah. Um, so it was it was kind of a twofer. Um, you know, I, I don't think there was anything uh, crazy surprising about SoCal, um, no. other than other than know, the Proposition sixty five and. Yeah, so on that, when I got off the plane at the end of the jet bridge, before I even hit the terminal, uh, there was a big sign that I posted on my Facebook feed that said, uh, there are compounds in everywhere? Basically everywhere. To the state of of California? It was was basically a CYA sign, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, man, if they got... Maybe they're on to something. Maybe everything does cause cancer. Everything, at least in California, is. everything causes cancer. Yes. Um, well, anyways, so that was that was a riot. Um, also, gas prices were were pretty crazy. Yep. Um, but uh, in general, yeah, it was it was fine. Um, kind of annoying that you had to pay for a bag at uh, at Target. Um, so we just so we did not out by ourselves. <laughs> but yes, exactly. Um, bag fees are theft. Uh, <laughs> um, when it comes to the show itself, uh, yeah, the scale was just massive. So Anaheim Convention Center is, uh, it's, what is it? It's six exhibition halls. Something plus, like that. Uh, plus an arena on the end. Um, and it's four floors if you include the basement. And everything yep. was jam-packed. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I've watched YouTube coverage, you know, over the years and, um, I, I, in a way, was prepared. Like, I knew how big it was. You had told me how big it was. You know, my, my other friends who have been had, had said that. But it just kept going. Like, um, the, uh, I, I just looked which, it up on which Wikipedia. Was cool. Just looked it up on Wikipedia, yeah. and the total space in the convention center is 1.6 million square feet. Wow. It is the largest uh, convention center on the West Coast. And they fill it. And they fill it. I mean, that that is how huge the music industry is. I mean, because because you, you know you got to think it's not just you know guitars and amps and pedals. It's uh, you know it's grand uh, it's pianos. Straps. It's grand pianos on yeah. the second floor, which was a little 
interesting. Yeah, how do they uh, get them up there? <laughs> that, that the eighty that the big showcase was on the second floor. Um, but it, yeah, it's not just that. It's it's performance stages. It's uh, it's parts manufacturers. Sorry for that plosive there. I don't have my pop filter. You're on. good. Um, Pro audio. You yeah, got you got strings oh, yeah. like violins. You got trombones. Like if, oh, if yeah. you can All think of something of, that of, somehow relates to the music industry, it's there. Even some things that don't. Looking at you, tens units. Also um, yes. <laughs> also yes. Uh, but you know, I will say that. That they they had it on on lock. They know what they're doing there, and that was right. that was really cool. Um, you know, they uh, the the restrooms. You know, were always always pretty good. You know, and that that's a big thing. You know, I've been to tons of conferences before where those things get just get trashed, and you know the the people working at the convention center were really on top of this. And so, yeah, hats off uh, to them um, for for hosting us and. Uh, you know, thirteen thousand of our best friends uh, for for that that weekend. Um, as far as the noise, um, man, it it it's just the dull roar is, loud. is amazing. And it's, it's and that's what it is. It's not like oh my gosh, this booth is just blasting so loud. Like it, it's summer nam. You know, I mean, both shows have the the sound police right that walk around with a, a dB meter. Yep. Um, but when. Uh, when you know at Summer Nam, it'd be pretty easy to pick out you know an amp booth and be like, okay, you're too loud. This is your first warning. Um, but like it, it winter at the winter show, it's just a constant. I mean, the noise floor with everything going on is 87 decibels. Yeah, at least it's, it's insane. There there were times where um, it was averaging about 92, and uh, with yeah. with spikes over 100. And uh, so, so, so thank God for earplugs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speak, my goodness. So speaking of, um, they are not a sponsor of the show. We would gladly accept them if, uh, if they chose to be. But uh, Eargasm Earplugs was doing a, uh, a giveaway, and uh, I was able to score a set of their Primo uh, uh, filter earplugs. Um, and, you know, what I realized is my hearing is a lot worse than yours, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> my, a lot worse. Yeah, and we, we had this discussion is I've been pretty religious about preserving my hearing ever since uh, realizing exactly how loud the bands I was in were playing uh, back, oh, sure. back in the day. So, um, like, I wear earplugs for everything, or at least, you know, isolating earbuds. You know, like, if I, if I mow the yard... Um, I have earplugs in, or running the drill press, or running an air compressor inside, or whatever. Um, like it's, I've been really, really careful, you know, and and it's paid off apparently. <laughs> because yeah, because you were know, complaining aside, about the the volume that I had the headphone amp at the booth of the demo rig. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is this really not quiet to you? Yeah. Hey, young lady, Salem A, quiet, quiet down over there. I'm trying to <laughs> crack the thing. whip, man. Miss, Miss Pris, um, yeah, you know, and and it became apparent where I don't necessarily have frequency loss; it's just sensitivity, um, right? Because with those earplugs in, I could barely hear really. Any, I could barely carry on a conversation. It was easier for me, which actually to carry sounds kind of nice over the that NAM. <laughs> Well, yeah, true. But like when you're having to have a conversation, it was easier for me in that context to have it over the dull roar, yeah. Um, which was which was really weird. But you know, thinking back, 
Um, anything from I used to go to a ton of air shows when I was a kid and never had hearing protection. You know, mistakes um, were made. I uh, yeah, you know, of course, bands and loud music and and ridiculous audio systems and ridiculous cars of my ridiculous youth and uh, air compressors and welders and straight piped exhaust and all of this stuff that uh, you know that has been a, a part of my uh, my life. Uh, has definitely affected that, and uh, you know. So let let this be a lesson to those of you who don't think that you're going to get affected, like I was. Apparently, uh, yeah, that that happens. Um, let's see. Um, yeah. So general reactions, though. Um, it was a, it was a really good time. I wish that uh, I wish that I had planned out like what I wanted to look at ahead of time, you know, cause it's not just a gen, like a general attendee. I, I mean, I'm sure they do that, but you know, we've got to balance the booth and, and taking care of business while at the same time going around and looking at what we want to look at. Right. And, uh, you know, a good chunk of that is wandering aimlessly in vague directions. Um, <laughs> that's, that's and, very and true. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like we found some really cool stuff, but like, the first day, um, I'm friends with the guys uh, out of, uh, of Stringjoy out of Nashville, and I found their booth uh, on the first day uh, before the show opened, and they weren't there yet. And so I made a note. It was like, all right, I'll come back here you know, in a few hours and say hi to Scott and the gang. And for the life of me, I couldn't find it. I couldn't even find it until the third day again. <laughs> and sure, there's the, there's the, the map and the app. And you, and you probably wanna, even you know, walked right by it. Oh, Probably. But you know, I didn't want to have my phone up like a freaking tricorder walking around the uh, the show floor. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was a it was a really good time. Um, some things that I never thought I'd get to see: animals as leaders. Um, mm, we uh, we so saw Toby Bossy uh, and his gang perf- uh, perform for for a little bit. That was the first um, night before our blood sugars dipped too low. That was, um, you know, and and just some some really some really cool experiences running into a lot of the people in the industry who I hadn't had the opportunity to, to chat with before. Yeah. Um, so that was nice. But, um, you know, one thing that really stuck with me was, uh, was kindling those relationships with the other pedal builders. Oh yeah. Um, at the, at the delicious audio, uh, stomp box exhibit that we were part of this year. Yep. Um, and, uh, I mean, those guys from France, dude, freaking blow me away. Like, um, <laughs> I, I'm friends with them on Facebook now, and one of the guys who was there, I'd never heard him play during the show, and now he's posting videos. Dude is a freaking savant, man. Mm. Um, the cardigan guy. Uh, so, I got you. you know what yeah. About. Um, but yeah, so that was a, that was a really cool time. Um, let's see what other than the show, because I'm sure we'll get back there and talk about you know the cool things that we saw and. Whatnot. What else? What else were the crowning points, from your opinion, of our of our jaunt in Southern California? Well, uh, we did have that first night uh, where we uh, accidentally checked out some church history, where uh, where we were yes. like, "Oh, there's a cathedral nearby," and even though we are very much anti-Rome, like the architecture is awesome. Uh, so let's go check that out. And it turns turns out that was actually the originally called the Crystal Cathedral of televangelism fame. And uh, man, that yeah. was that was a the sight to behold. Power. Yeah, yeah. The sculpture garden was. I mean, we we stood staring at some of these sculptures and looking at the detail for um, for a good long while. Oh yeah. Um, 
and uh, and then proceeded to uh, walk around the the building and then stand in the parking lot and comment on uh, on the mass <laughs> on the Ro- on the Roman mass uh, because they they had mass going on in a chapel because it was Wednesday night and uh, all all glass windows so um, you know kind of uh, kind of gave each other a bit of a play by play and and uh, kind of had an apologetic moment yes. Um, for our uh, our dear brothers and sisters in, <laughs> in the Roman camp. Yes. Um, oh, what else? What else? What else? Uh, we did see a DeLorean. Oh, I'm I'm looking through my phone uh, pictures. We did. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. It was it was going less than 88 miles per hour because um, it was still there. Otherwise, we wouldn't have seen it. Right. It would have been in the past. Right. Or, it would have gone back to the future. Right. Uh, um, what else? Uh, the giant metal zone at the boss thing. Oh sure, yeah, that was that um, was cute. Oh, I guess our our, uh, our uh, gourmet uh, dinner arrangements for three out of our evenings. Um, <laughs> we uh, uh, we uh, we frequented this uh, this this local establishment known uh, known as Denny's. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yeah. And uh, and I don't know what it is about Southern California, but like I had the craziest addiction. And Cody, you can you can attest to this for fries and ketchup my entire time there. Yeah, you did. Like that was I like, and I like fries and ketchup. Don't get me wrong, but like that was like over the top, right? <laughs> like right. it was crazy. Um, but especially but, like uh, yeah, something Den- something like Denny's, where where you know what you're gonna get. Um, oh yeah. There's not a whole lot of deviation <laughs> between Denny's East Coast or <laughs> West Coast or in between. Uh, so that was that was just we helpful. Did, we did have some good po- we did have some good poke bowl. At, we did uh, at a poke joint. Though that um, you know we'll spare the the gruesome details, but that may have <laughs> ruined your insides, <laughs> and we'll just leave it at that. Now, now one our, of uh, uh, our friendship was on rocky waters. It was for a bit there. Uh, oh man! Uh, but the second time we went to Denny's, uh, we had very interesting conversations with with those lawyers. You remember that? Were they? <laughs> yes. They were. Uh, they were part of the firm that one helped to shut down Napster and two represented O.J. Simpson. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. And uh, one of the guys, one of the guys that I had been talking to, had been the. Uh, the attorney for Rickenbacker guitars for like 25 years had, you know, oh, copyright yeah. and trademark law and stuff like that. So we had a fun conversation about the Chick delay story and, uh, he got a, you know, he got a kick be, out of that. To be fair on that. I mean, how many times have you seen a successful clone of a Rickenbacker? You know, you know, I don't think I yeah, ever have. So uh, other no than, one wants to do it, other than or like they're the, dang good. Yeah, other than like the the Chibson type of stuff, which is going to happen. Yeah, like you do yeah, see those I mean, floating around, but in terms of the actual body style, like that does not get cloned like you see with Strats and Les Pauls. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so uh, I guess I guess the the hot take there is if you want to play authentic. And you want your customers to play authentic, then uh, <laughs> play have Rick and a Bacher. really scary, le- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> play Rickenbacker or have a really scary legal team, or um, or a really scary oh. legal team that actually trademarks things before half a century yeah. into the product being out, uh, and and doesn't then proceed to get lazy and then lose their trademark.
And speaking speaking of, let's let's do maybe uh, our the thing our favorite things of Nam, like the of the products release. Oh sure. And and yeah. even I bet I at least have a couple of disappointments. Um, mm. And my my biggest disappointment was the people that we were riffing on just now was Gibson. Uh, their quality control has slidden again. Uh, where uh, I went up to their booth, and, and this is one of those things that I just like to keep an eye on, just because one, they're kind of close to my heart because my first real guitar is a Flying V, and two, it's just a big story. So I went up there, and yeah. uh, you know, you know, I I pick up a Les Paul Studio, and it has paint on the nut. Um, you know, so how that gets onto the the display model that you're trying to show the world, hey, this is what we're all yeah. about, it, it, it baffles me. But then even, like, I picked up a Firebird, because Firebirds are awesome, and yes. and the little corner where, you know, since they're neck through guitars and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's yep. raised a little bit in the middle, so you have kind of a right angle. I look at the back, and there's all this finish just gunked up in that joint and that was that was pretty sad to see but at the same time in the epiphone section you did not see those same yes. mistakes and no not at all it, like they all look great and they have made huge improvements like yeah not only have they released things that we've been clamoring for for years in the epiphone line like the firebird for instance yep um they have a new headstock shape that's not quite as uh ugly um, we're to- uh, we're totally we're totally not Gibson, so we're gonna we're gonna flare it out in the end, you know, yeah, or or whatever. It does look more um, like Gibson now. It it does, and it should. I mean, that's uh, although if you take it all the way back, that's not its heritage, so to speak. I mean, it it is and has been for the for the last number of decades. Um, I will say though that uh, you know the display models of their guitars aside, the uh, uh, their actual display and uh room was uh very well have, done you know, the big company yeah the big companies don't have booths you know they have they have these big rooms and um they had a just like they had at summer name they had a boss katana every so often under these yep. stations yep. where all the guitars were all the way around the room um which is a, a solid amp choice for for such things because you can drive headphones with it but you still can have all the effects and and whatnot if you want to play uh, through whatever, um, but they also had these discovery stations where um, there was a guy teaching, like actively teaching and showing how to do full setups, like yeah, um, nut like nut filing, fret dressing setups on guitars. There was another one who was, uh, I think he was doing binding in the center. Um, yeah, they'll they'll and, work and, on uh, like, custom shop stuff right there at Nam. Yeah. Yeah, and that so you know that was pretty cool. Um, saw a uh, um, they were doing you know giveaways on the nightly, and I went up to one. And I didn't win, and and that was that was okay. Um, <laughs> but found a found a really great band that of course I can't remember the name of, so I'll have to have to look at that who was performing, and um, you know that was that was pretty sweet. Um, you know I didn't actually as much of a Fender fanboy as I am. Um, I'm. I didn't really spend any time in in their in their booth because I don't know. Like, I mean, I like a jazz master, but you know, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I'm not going to be blown away by a jazz master. I mean, sure, they, they brought out some cool things. You know, the 80s are back, right? So they brought out, like, the Strat again and, yeah. um, and a, a few others. But, you know, not not really my cup of tea there. Um, I did, I did uh, pick up a couple of their, you know, American professional guitars and they oh yeah okay they play pretty sweet uh like they're they're knocking out of the park with that and their alternate universe type of stuff they put out some yeah some more see models that's there. really cool yeah um so that's that's you know, that's always so really if, cool to see and then and then they had did going, you see the, oh. did you see the faberge guitar that they had no oh my goodness they had a faberge egg in a case with a Fabergé guitar that was insured for $1.2 million, million, if I can speak correctly oh my at all. Gosh. Yeah, it was one of the gaudiest things I've ever seen. <laughs> well, so and that someone's was, gonna buy it. That, yeah, that was that was one of those uh, things that make you go, hmm, moments. <laughs> well, you know, they also had a, uh, um, that I, I noticed, like I said, I, I didn't spend much time there, but um, they had a, uh, a Shelby GT that was uh, um, that either was designed to complement one of their designs, or they designed a guitar to complement the car. I'm not quite sure, but it was it was a partnership sort of deal, right. or a saline Mustang or something. I didn't get close enough because um, there were just tons of people. Um, but one of the alternate universe ones that they did have that I, I was interested in. Is a Jazzmaster body shape that's neck through and uh, wired up like a Firebird, so it's mm, got mini hums that's and, fun. and things like that. So that that was pretty cool, and it had the same two tone burst and all that cool stuff. But um, let's see if I. So my coolest thing was probably actually uh, at least in the guitar world. Um, I, you know, there there were some other some other pretty nifty things in in pro audio and recording, and uh, but. I think the coolest thing for me in the guitar world was probably the guys, the French guys from Anasounds. Um, Man, you were with, you uh, were all over that setup. Well, you know the two things, two like the two effects that I like really, really. Um, this is going to be so punny. Reverberate with is uh, is is long is long spring reverb, and uh, and tremolo. Like those, like those are my two. Absolute favorite, like non-drive effects, probably even more than drive. Um, and they had this, they had a, a really cool uh, tremolo. I mean, they had a tremolo pedal that, that I, I think honestly, I, I preferred the Luther over. Um, good, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> good. Otherwise, you're off the show. Dang it. Um, but uh, they had this expression pedal that that was uh, had an electro mag- magnet in it, and it was a it was a spinner. Almost like you'd see, not not like you'd see on a board game, but the same sort of mechanic, I guess. And uh, you tap in your tempo on this tremolo pedal, and then if you spun this uh, this expression wheel, I guess, um, kind of look like the, helicopter rotors. Yeah, yeah. And so the 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 spinner was this uh, was this this metal, I assume steel of brushed stainless or something. Well, sta- stainless, yeah, stainless is well. Is stainless ferrous? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was some sort of ferrous metal, um, and then an electromagnet um, under the uh, under the pedal surface. And when you spun it, it would ramp up the speed of the tremolo, and then ramp back down, and all according to speed. 
and then go back to the tempo you tapped it in. So that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then they had uh, um, they had a, a spring reverb set up where they had a, a pedal uh, that would then drive a spring reverb tank. Um, so you could have real spring reverb in a silent stage uh, solution, which was uh, kind of a kind of a cool thing, especially you know those surf guys who like to beat and bang their uh, spring tanks all over the place to get that that boing sound. Um, so you know, honestly, I think that was the thing I was most enthralled with um as far as uh wow that's cool yeah oh yeah oh also dude that that reverb from uh Epigaze. yeah that was that was um at, at, in the booth that was definitely my favorite thing was the Epigaze ascension reverb and the grammatica the uh the ascension reverb is you know it's a digital reverb with a whole bunch of different options but then it also within the same enclosure has a you know, you select the key and it plays a drone pad, and you control the volume of that pad. Like you can roll it off, or uh, even just turn mm-hmm. it off and bypass. It has two different styles, where one of them's synthier, one of them's a little lower. Um, yeah. And then, and then the Grammatica is just the synth pad of uh, version of the Ascension Reverb. And uh, so, yeah, so sure. you know, I, I talked with Brandon at Epigaze about that for a while, and I, I will be ordering one uh, soon enough. And, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I may have to as well. Yeah, so, so talking to the Epigaze um, guys, I mean, we had, we had a bunch of really cool builders. We had uh, Frost Giant, uh, Birmingham Sounds, I believe was, the, I know it's Birmingham, <laughs> and I know it's Zach that owns it. Yeah. But I'm blanking. It's been a long yeah, day, Bur- as we already said. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's Birmingham Sounds. Okay, good. Um, Crazy Tube Circuits uh, was there. Uh, Acklam Guitars um, uh, was to our left. Yep. We had Dusky, KMA uh, Audio. Uh, uh, Maris. Maris, yep, yep. Drybell, um, was it Drybell? Drybell, yeah. yeah, Drybell, that was the one I was thinking of. And they had, they had a bunch of different Univibe-style pedals that sounded really good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, the, the experience of... of you know, being in such close proximity and almost being forced to, even though it's not really being forced to talk shop with these guys, like that's always a lot of fun. Uh, Cause everybody's oh, just, sure. you know, really open with, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm thinking about doing this thing. Well, you know, probably the best way to do that is X, Y, Z. And, um, and then you throw them an idea that helps solve what they're trying to think through. And, Etc. And then you trade pedals afterward. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, you know that that was the coolest thing. And, and we've we've talked about this at least between you and I before. Yep. Is is that in, in the especially in the boutique? Um, I mean, I don't know if like Electroharmonics would think this way. Obviously, MXR does with the release of the Timmy. Um, Very cool but, move. Uh, like good on Paul Cochran oh, yeah. for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the the concept of competition within the pedal world isn't really there right on on the scale that that you would expect from really any other um uh you know kind of retail based product thing um you know because it's very much a uh a community in, in realizing and you know the analogy that that i used a couple times throughout that throughout the show was you know you go walk into the grocery store there's like 25 different kinds of vanilla ice cream and they all sell yeah you know, it, it's not a matter of, of you know, any more of, uh, you know, finding the necessarily the perfect vanilla ice cream, mm-hmm. but finding the perfect vanilla ice cream for you. Right. You know, there is no best anymore. 
Um, the, and, and I will say, you know, uh, there we do we do think of ourselves as being competitive against the mass market brands uh because sure. because usually it's hey i'm thinking about getting this and as we talked about a lot at nam like the strymon iridium or the geneva amp yeah. and uh so yeah i am competing against strymon obviously they're selling way more oh, than absolutely. i am but but at the same time like if somebody's gonna say oh i'm gonna go and i don't know of any other boutique amp sims off the top of my head so um you know Whatever, uh, but if somebody said, "Yeah, I think I'm going to get this instead of a Geneva," it's like, "Well, good for that guy," you know, like hmm. that's pretty cool. But at the same time, I I do want to I do want your money. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, for sure. You know, and on that, um, to bring it back to the kind of the Westminster effects uh, shtick here, um, hashtag needs more Westminster effects. Um, Zach from Birmingham sounds next to us had an iridium on his board, and and you know. I've heard the buzz about it, and I don't, I'm happy with my Geneva, so I never bothered even looking at demos. Sure. Because um, it doesn't matter how big of a gearhead you are. Sometimes you just have quite you, – you've had enough demos in your life. And uh, But, you know, I plugged the Iridium – I plugged into the Iridium, and, uh, you know, it, it just didn't feel, as far as response and feedback, quite as good as the Geneva. Yep. Um, you, you know, it does have that that impulse response loader um, and like blend knob that they you call room on it, which is which is pretty cool. But it doesn't have a DI built in. Yep. Right. So, and, and sure, yeah, you can go out and buy another DI and add cable and you know whatnot to that. But you know, just another thing. Um, and uh, the the what's the price tag on the iridium? I mean, it's it's got it's a, pretty, I mean, Strymon doesn't it's pretty sell their stuff for cheap. Let me let me look this up. Yeah, and you know, it just it it didn't have as much headroom. The breakup wasn't as natural. Yeah, it's which uh, I, it's, I understand. It's three ninety nine you know, retail. Holy crap! Yeah, I mean, and sure, it has switches for for cab type and amp type, but they don't make that much of a difference. They're just EQ bumps, just like anything else. Like, mm -hmm. they're, they didn't reinvent the wheel with this thing. It's not modeling tech. It's not profiling tech. It's just another circuit, except it's based upon digital DSP rather than anything else. I mean, for that money, you might as well go find a, <laughs> a, Fender, uh, a Fender baseman pedal and uh, and a, a nice tube power amp, uh, and for the same money, if uh, if you wanted to blow that, true, uh, that's true, something quote magical, uh, but yeah, I don't know the the IR sim thing was cool, but like once you had reverb, it does nothing, like it completely masks that uh, that feel. Um, not saying that the Iridium's a bad product or or, or a bad choice, of course. Um, but when you have the option of the Geneva for two twenty nine, um, absolutely jump on that puppy. Because I mean, there's and this this is even self promotion at this point. This is just being practical. Um, I got into an argument on one of the Facebook pages, uh, not just a few days ago, with uh, someone uh, you know asking the age old question: Should I sell all of my pedals and buy a Helix uh, or a Kemper or an Axe FX or you know what whatever you know whatever you'll have right. And, you know, 
our new worship arts director has an Axe of X3, and I've played through it. Um, he uses a lot of the worship tutorials patches that uh, that Brian Wall and Bradford make, and and they're they're it, it felt good to play through. But you know what? You got to hook your computer up to it. You got to download stuff. I just want to turn a dang knob. You got to go through menus to adjust parameters. If you already have a pedal board full of pedals that you like and you know how to use, and that's the big thing is is knowing how to use these things. Yeah, because the the learning um, curve, even though the learning curve has gotten better, like learning an entire, I mean, you're 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 learning an operating you're learning system. an operating system. Yeah, yeah. like that. That's and, kind of a big and deal. Sure, that's going to take a minute. It's gotten. And it's gotten easier, right? You know, as as screens have become cheaper to implement, full colors, scribble strips, and all that, it's become easier. And you know, there is something to be said to be able to say, "Hey, I want a really great tone for this song," and being able to download it. Um, but you know, even even when I had my DD five hundred, you know, having thousands of delay options, I just wanted a dotted eighth delay. Yeah, like. You know, I didn't want to have to worry about all these different options, and I just wanted to be able to turn a knob and get what I want. And so if you have a pedal board and, and it's set up and you know exactly how to use your gear and you're not wasting time fiddling and downloading and patching and updating and, and all this crap, um, and, but you still want to run a silent stage, I mean, really, yeah, sure, there's the HX stomp, but still, option paralysis. I mean, really, you get a Geneva... Or you get a tube amp and uh, and a two notes torpedo or an ox box or something, um, some sort of you know cab sim direct load box thingamawatsit. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'll I'll stop on that rant. But yeah, I got into an <laughs> argument with someone who's like, you know, whose premise was pretty much the helix sounds better than the real stuff. I'm like, I. We're we're done at that point. Yeah, uh, we're we're just we're just done. Um, obviously, uh, we are here uh, individually and together uh, because we like analog. Uh, I mean, not not all of our stuff is analog, and that's and that's fine. But there's something cool about that. There's something cool about uh, the authenticity and the realness yeah. of your circuit, electrons as uh, opposed your, to of, binary code. As I've said. Yeah, exactly. Your sound going through, sure, transistors, solid-state circuits. Who cares? It's still your sound being manipulated by frickin' science <laughs> and not by math. Because I did great in science in high school, and I sucked I don't think... balls in math. <laughs> so if you sucked balls in math in high school oh, by a Geneva. no. Oh, this is why we can't have I mean, nice things. Leave the math up to Cody. No, don't do that. And try. <laughs> Please don't do that. Please um, do not for, trust me for with all any of math. You, for all of you who are listening to this at like um, and, and are used to our normal um, semi-controlled banter, um, it's 10 o'clock Central Time, and it's 11 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard where Cody is. So... And, and we've had a full day. I mean, we're recording this on a normal weekday uh, and tried to squeeze this in because schedules have been crazy. Um, and, uh, yeah, man. We're um, about toast, honestly. Yeah. Uh, oh, speaking of, um, I wanted to give a, a quick shout-out. So a couple of the guys at the booth were from Wingman. Oh, um, yeah. Their, Wingman uh, their setup was killer. Yeah, so they... Uh, you guys may know of them. They make, uh, 
I'm holding one in my hand as if you can see the camera. Um, we really need to start videoing we these do. things. I guess we could with this one, maybe. I don't know. That's a lot of work. I'll hold it up to the camera just in case. Um, they started with these things called the Wingman, um, and they called it the Ock Knob, the OK Knob, and you can find it at OKKnob.com or Onob, I guess. Yeah, because knob is spelled with a K. Onob.com. Um, and it's this, uh, it's this replacement for a, uh, for a, a pedal knob, and it goes right over the, uh, the, the, the pot shaft, and it has this this what appears to be three um, D printed sort of uh, thing that sits right on top of it. And uh, for pedals that don't have an expression pedal input that you want to manipulate without having to stoop down to stage level, um, it gives you a wing that you can manipulate with your foot. And so that's what they started with. Um, since then, they've introduced uh, another. Another device that uh, replaces the uh, the knob on like the the volume uh, knob of a Strat, um, so it gives you kind of a a, a volume arm, um, so you can do swells with. Not too dissimilar from uh, the guy next to us at at Summernam, um, whose demonstrator will not be named, um, <laughs> at least in 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 end result, not not in the way it functions, but. Right. Um, they recently released um, their Danger Zone pedal, which is a combination phaser and tremolo um, with a whole bunch of crazy options, and everything has this awesome Top Gun theme, and their, uh, their display was built out of a, out of a Pelican, uh, a Pelican like, uh, tactical case, and it looked like a nuclear football. Sort it of really deal. did. Um, it had like TV screens in it, and the pedal was there. They, they had stuff built in so you could add fuzz to it if you wanted. You could add reverb to it if you wanted. Um, yeah, so I've actually got a, uh, a demo video that I filmed of them that's in my, uh, in my editing queue. And so uh, I'll be releasing that on our channels and then sending it, of course, to Wingman Effects for them to release via theirs. Um, and uh, that was cool. Another thing that was really sweet is uh, a, uh, an artist who is friends with the guys from Anna Sounds, the, the French folk, uh, came up and was like, hey, do you have a delay pedal that our friend can borrow for a demo um, on, this, uh, on this stage uh, behind us here at the, uh, at the DV Mark and Mark Bass uh, demo stage? And which was, that, that in itself was cool. They used, those, uh, they used the, like the, the headphone distribution yep. that they do for like silent disco stuff. Um, but it was this uh, this instrumental metal artist called Pascal Vignier, and uh, he was dope, man. And he played with a freaking Analog Man modded DS1, a TS9 Tube Screamer, and a Chick Delay. Hey! And, uh, and uh, actually going through a DV Mark uh, amp, a little solid-state amp head, uh, kind of in the same vein as the Quilter stuff, and it sounded huge through these headphones. Like... I mean, we're we're talking like uh, like Eric Johnson, Steve Vai, Joe Satriani, sort of like really creamy, high overdriven tones, and uh, just very melodic instrumental metal. And it was uh, it was really cool to see him manipulating um, a uh, a chick delay, and uh, and to hear him say afterwards and pointing out to the other guys up there is like, what was that delay pedal? He's like, it's uh, it's a chick delay, and uh, they <laughs> of course chuckled and said, yeah, Westminster effects. And uh, you know, I've got I've got no paycheck riding on that, and it was still really cool to uh, really cool to see. Oh yeah. So, um, you know, that's I think that's the that's the number one takeaway again uh, for me is that 
Uh, and I had the same takeaway after Summer Nam is that we are, as musicians, for most, not all intents and purposes, but most, you know, we are a community. And, you know, we're, we're a creative family of sorts. And, uh, you know, the industry and the craft uh, will move forward working together instead of arguing about, uh, you know, you need the silver Kwan, you need this... <laughs> floor-mounted, rack-mounted computer thingy, you know, you need this. When really, in the end, all you need is more Westminster effects. And those <laughs> At the end of the day, that's all you need. I so, mean, I'm not going to argue against help. that. So, so world of, of the Westminster effects doxology podcast, uh, listening here, will you help us change the world to make it a better place? And, uh, and go online and order yourself a, uh, what is it, the Christosum Chorus? Christosum. Uh, segwaying, segwaying to your, uh, yes, after John Christosum, uh, segwaying uh, to your recent announcement to satiate the salivating taste buds of the community <laughs> uh, by, rele- by releasing your first, quote, mod- not really your first modulation not my first in a while, modulation, but, but like you're really, no. Well, not your first, but kind of first in a while. If you take tremolo yeah, and, yeah. and other stuff out of the out of the room, but your first like warbly uh, thing in a while, um, you know what? Uh, how how how's that going? You know, it's something that I know that you've been wanting to do for a long time, and uh, uh, you finally had enough peer pressure and decided <laughs> to do it. Well, the, uh, uh, how does it feel to cave to the needs and the des- the 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 lustful desires of the masses. Well, as long as I can pay my bills, I don't care. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, circuit board is is still in development. Uh, Kyle is working diligently uh, on that, and uh, I have a couple of enclosures with Ben Horton, who does my art. So uh, that you know, the the art should be done in the next day or two, I expect. And then um, yeah, Kyle should be done fairly. I mean, he he has most of most of the circuit board laid out. So then it's just a, um, a matter of getting those manufactured and whatnot and stuffing some guts in a pedal and making sure it sounds how I think it sounds, <laughs> you know, and for sure. Speaking of, speaking of sound, you know, from, from what I read of the teaser, looking at a, anything from, from slight, uh, slight warble chorus to full on like univibe sort of, sort of seasick almost. Is, is that kind of what, we can expect out of this guy kind of sort of uh i wouldn't expect like a full-blown univibe style uh it's it's really hard to replicate a univibe without without some kind of uh bulb inside like an led with yeah, uh, the with photo, the photo resistors yeah. um but this this is using you know since people are going to ask it's using a pt2399 delay chip uh which is also what the chick delay uses it's just all about you know how short are the delay times and that kind of stuff uh, sure. But it, it'll also go into vibrato territory, uh, but you can blend how much vibrato you want in there. So if you have that pot rolled mm. all the way off, uh, it's a true chorus. Um, but, uh, you know, as you can blend in, you know, how much pitch shift you want. Uh, so you don't have to just ha- flip a switch to tell it to go to vibrato. It's, well, maybe I want a little For bit. For sure. You know, um, so... I'm excited for it, uh, especially since you know I, I I had a chorus a long time ago when I first started, uh, or not long after I first started, and no one really cared, and it was terrible to build, 
Um, like it was just a, a real pain, really high parts count, really expensive to build. So I only did a few of them. And uh, so I, I'm excited to get a new a new chorus, even on my board. <laughs> I think I think we all are. And speaking of rolling pots, I I think we smelled uh, quite a few. Oh uh, goodness, yes. Uh, individuals in Southern California rolling their pots. Yes. So, uh, uh, that's a that's a we thing were we that were happens. confused as to whether it was just a dude walking down the road with a huge doobie or whether someone had killed a skunk. <laughs> and we, I mean, we're not even sure. Do they have skunks in California? I, I don't know. <laughs> I can only nope, assume. Just potheads. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, let's wrap this. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Let's love you, John. Let's wrap yes. this love thing you. up. Much like yeah, let's much like a joint. <laughs> I, <laughs> Blaze it. Oh no. Oh no. Oh man. So so uh follow us and comment yeah. on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Even if it's a negative review, just give us five stars. We don't care. And you can support the show at anchor.fm where you can donate money and help us improve. And if you pledge to donate $10 a month for a year, you get your choice of a Piper Drive version 2 or the Wickliffe Fuzz. Uh, we'll leave you with something. I didn't really plan this ahead of time because we are professionals. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Remember, help us save the world. It's up to you now. Buy Westminster Effects. Okay, bye. <laughs>